0: How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now
1: you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi.
0: Carusin'
2: on down the listening highway.
0: Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640, and HD Radio.
3: It's sunny and funny in the studio today. I said that out loud, Dean. Yeah? Dean Young, welcome from TalkHole.co. The inventor, creator, and vapor of the Comedy Network talk hole.
2: <laughs> Master vapor. Master you know what? Actually, vapor. that's uh, a bit of a trigger for me right now, Sandra. That's a bit of a sensitive topic. Why? Because uh, right before I came to the studio, I, uh, I put the lid on too tight on the old, on the douche flute there on my vape. Yes. And I can't get it off to put more juice in it. Oh, no. I can't do a show tonight now.
3: That's almost like when I put stuff in, like crafting Dinner in my kid's uh, thermos. The, is put, that almost the same thing? You put
2: craft Dinner in a thermos? Yeah. What, and they just drink so it out of heat. there?
3: No, so it's warm when they eat it.
2: I guess. How do they get it? To-
3: this is my mom version of a vape machine or whatever the hell you call it. What is it? A, va- a vape vape machine, Machine. Yeah.
2: That's my name. I'm the vape machine. Look at me
3: acting like I don't smoke anything at you're,
2: all. You're not Italian at all. I <laughs> send your kids to school with a thermos full of noodles every day. <laughs>
3: um so dean we had uh quite quite the uh, extravaganza there to uh to raise funds for armor arma house in go. mississauga yeah it was me mc mick carusi uh carla collins humble howard or howard glassman he wants that's his new name yeah like formerly known as and you dean young and kj preston yeah that it was a lot of fun
2: yeah great gig that was a the the crowd was great and yes. uh And drunk. And drunk. Carla Collins said she was going to use me as a loofah, which, uh, you know, when I was in high school watching her on open mic with Mike Bullard, I never would have predicted that. So I've I've, I've arrived.
3: That's how I felt being uh, with both of them, because being a radio gal and they're both radio icons and then doing comedy with them, that was a huge thrill. Yeah. Big gig. Lots of fun. And uh, today's going to be lots of fun, as usual, on Inside Jokes, where we get behind the joke and talk all things comedy. If you like to laugh, you came to the right place. Here we have a recurring guest. recurring guest. He's been here a few times, and we're always happy to have him. Casey Corbin.
4: Hey, how are you? How
3: are you, mister? I'm doing okay. You're, uh, who's appeared on many festival stages across Canada, including Just for Laughs and the coveted Halifax Comedy Festival. And during his special on the former Comedy Network series, Comedy Now, Casey received the first ever standing ovation in 11 years of the network series. What? Yeah. Casey, Casey uh, you've been seen and heard on Comedy Network, CTV, CBC, SiriusXM, XM, and touring across Canada and the U.S. Welcome back, Casey Corbin. Thank you for having me. And then we have another fella. Who, not to be confused from the Dave Brent of The Office fame. Yes. This Dave Brent is funnier.
0: Yes, and handsome.
3: Yes. (laughs) And a voice actor, as you can tell. Yes. And a impressionist.
0: And a creepy man.
3: And a creepy... And founding creator and co-producer behind the indie stand-up showcase Brickworks, featuring the best and brightest in Canadian stand-up today with regular showcases at Toronto's, Toronto's uh, Comedy Bar. And you're also noted for your um, famous, uh, infamous uh, uh, impersonation of Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Yes, that's right.
3: And you got uh, mass online hits on that. Um, and you actually caught the attention of the Schwarzenegger himself. I'm yeah. not going to even try and do the impression. because <laughs> yeah, I know. that's great. Everybody tries and it's embarrassing. And then we have a guy who could really do it. um and of course, you hit a YouTube viral peak of a million views in 24 hours from doing it. Um, we've also seen Dave on MTV and Much Music and Toronto's GFL 42. Dave, what possessed you to do this art? What did you do in this YouTube video?
0: Uh, I literally got off stage at the Brantford Comedy Festival. I was co-winner of a competition that was happening, and then got off stage. It was like most people I had ever performed in front of ever in my life, and then they just shoved a camera in my face and so were like, "Okay, start talking. Tell us about the festival." And I just
1: scrambled. And then I just started speaking like this, you notice, And they were like, yo, let's film all of that. And I was like, okay, let me go get Sylvester Stallone's and we do this proper. Um, and it just literally came
0: out. It was just improvised. And all the comments on YouTube were just like, yo, this guy's so good. This was scripted so well. And then the next one was like something racist or like that. And they were like, this is fantastic.
3: What's, okay, so what's it under on YouTube if we look it up right now?
0: Uh, I would just, David Andrew Brent, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I would just do that. It comes okay. right up. Yeah, but we have him here.
3: Well, no, because when you do David Brent, uh, all comes up is Ricky Gervais, because that's his character's name in the office. Yes. So we want to be clear, it's David Andrew Brent. That is it. And what other impersonations do you do?
0: Uh, There's Dr. Phil. I've I've been doing him for a little bit. Well, not Can you go in
3: and out of, during the show, in and out of uh, different characters?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Now, if you just really wanted to get some advice (laughs) on how to do some proper vaping, you (laughs) should talk to Dean here. Uh, he's got some fantastic advice for you, but just don't ask me because the dog's not going to hunt.
3: <laughs> so Dr. Phil, who else?
0: Uh, there's Patrick Stewart, but we'll just stick with uh, Schwarzenegger.
4: And, okay. Uh, yeah. So
3: we'll go in and out of there. Yeah, uh, Casey, welcome back. Thank you
4: for Always having fun. me. Always fun. What
2: impressions do you do, Casey?
3: Yeah.
4: I do uh, a leaping, comedian? leaping Lanny Poffo. Uh, he's a wrestler. <laughs> he's Macho Man Savage's brother. And he used to, he used to read poems... Two wrestlers before he'd wrestle them and then he'd get beat up.
3: Oh my god! I don't remember oh this god. guy. And I don't remember most. He, of He he
4: put his poetry on frisbees and he would throw them out <laughs> in <into> the audience. <laughs> I love and wrestlers. And then and then he would lose the match, but he'd be like, every but uh, every match would be like, be um, like, I'm sitting here in the ring and the Macho Man's across from me, but I look at him like he's my brother. Because we have the same mother. And then that would be the end of the match. Right there. Ding, ding. And then he'd lose.
3: You know, we had uh, Ted DiBiase on here. Uh, he knows
4: who Lanny Poffo is. He's, he knows. Yeah. He's yeah. had a poem directed towards him. Oh, has he? <laughs> the a poem million, or two. The million dollar man is no friend of mine. You know, he'd be like bad words
2: on stage
3: well we're going to talk about this we're going to talk about impressions and doing accents and uh because i try during my stand-up to do it and if it doesn't go (laughs) let me tell you folks it doesn't go like you better be bang on with these accents and impressions because the audience will call you out and uh we'll talk more about that after the break with master impressionist dave brent and uh the other one casey corbin (laughs) 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 with dean and friends here on talk radio am 640.
4: Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi.
3: <laughs> Inside Jokes, everything about comedy. And we break down the joke, we create jokes, and we talk about things like impressions and uh, accents yeah. and these are hard parts of comedy that people don't understand and I think every other person especially best men at weddings <laughs> as we're in wedding season <laughs> think they could do Arnold Schwarzenegger no
1: they cannot do it you know it's all baloney
3: see and people think try to do it like me like which is a disaster but you do it and it's not like a thick accent it's more the, the vocal quality the tonal quality Yes?
0: Yes. No, no, no. I definitely, the the goal for it was, because everyone does the, like, yeah. ah, they do all that stuff. No, no problem. Um, but I just had this goal, like, many years ago of, like, I want you to be able to close your eyes and just think, holy, he's just standing right next to me. That was the bar that I set. And then it was just... Year after year after year, and then I even got threatened by an ex who was like, "I'm gonna break up with you. Stop saying the word Dana every day." It was literally just like Dana, Dana, blah, blah. and she's like,
3: "Shut up!"
0: And then I was like, "Arnold's more important than you." I'm sorry, you're
4: gone,
3: Casey. You were saying something very important that it's really hard to hold either an impression or an accent.
4: Yeah, yeah, yes. especially if you're if you're doing stand up or whatever, and you're and you're doing a character. Or you're bringing in an impersonation. I just find the shorter the impersonation, the better it is because chances are you're going to lose the voice eventually because, you know, most comics don't put that much work into. Impersonations, yeah, they're yes. really nuts. You know, like we me. you know we practice them in the car on the way to a gig, yeah, and then be like, hey, I can do Peter Griffin. Be like, yes, yeah, sweet, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's that's all I can do. That's right. You're yeah, like, hey, Lois. <laughs> you can't deliver
3: a whole no material like no. set on that, yeah, no. exactly. No. That's such a good point for me. And two, when you do multiple uh, in a set, so I do my Italian mother. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I do Anka, my esthetician, Eastern European. And sometimes when I'm talking like this, I go into my mother, which is Italian accent. And then I do my Polish renovator guy <laughs> and who who can double as the accent from Anka, my esthetician. Yeah. So if you're doing a set, I try. I'm not uh, good enough to be able to go in and out of these voices because it is not easy to do.
0: But I think the the honest truth of it would be just as long as you're having fun, that's all that- that matters and so also it, does, yeah. it doesn't need to be perfect or it doesn't need to even be good it's just as long as you're having fun that's all that matters
2: that's it. and i like that the one all of the ones that you do are like people who exist within like an 80 foot radius of you <laughs> <laughs> so you're like halfway to a fringe show already <laughs> do
3: you know what i literally call my mother on the way to gigs to pick up her accent because if i haven't seen her for a while i have to hear it to pick it up because people really like when I do my mother, right? Oh, yeah. Because yes, my yeah. mother could be any mother. She could be Greek. She could be Ukrainian, Jewish, whatever. People just love it. And I do nail her accent, but I have to pick it up sometimes, right? Uh, would you agree?
0: Uh, no, totally agree. Yeah, there's, there's, if you catch me in the car ride before a show, I'm literally like, I'll yes. be humming like, <laughs> like some singers will just do like, yeah. like that. And I'm just like, like, And if I'm sitting in traffic, you're just like, that guy's
2: schizophrenic. (laughs) What are you
3: saying? Sorry, Dean, what?
2: That used to happen to me when we were on Y108, one of our chorus stations in Hamilton. So we used to do this segment on the morning show. I would call in as different people... And just do like a segment with them, but in my old apartment in in Hamilton, I would practice these in the elevator. Yeah. Going to them for the morning yeah. show, people come in the elevator, and I'm like walking around talking like Truman Capote or something to myself. Yeah. They're just, just like, like, what? The-?
3: I, I've I've gone to bars. This is when I started with Anka, my esthetician, like these, and I. Went in full character, just to amuse my friends. And uh, I was at a bar in Mississauga, and I said, vodka, please, with water. And he goes, weren't you just here last week talking English? Like, where did this come from? (laughs) And there was guys around us, and I was trying to play the part because I played this cougar stripper person, just for my own entertainment. Anyway, I got called out. Um, Now, Dave, what were you saying? Dave Brent here, um, you were saying uh, you get in trouble, like people...
0: Oh, yeah. I've, I've gotten in, like, so much. Um, like, they think yeah, you're I'll, racist? Not racist. No, 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 no. But there was I was doing the Dr. Phil uh, impression years ago. I was in the Annex in Toronto, and I was just literally walking up the street, and there was a lady in front of, like, a, a crew of us, and she was holding her groceries, and I was just like, now, do you guys want to see me naked tonight or something? <laughs> like, what would you guys like? And eventually, after, like, five minutes of her being in front of us, she just stops and just clenches her bags and just goes,
1: please.
0: Jeez. Oh my! And turns around and is staring at me like I'm gonna stab you, <laughs> and then just silently walks away from all of us. And then we're like, does she just not like Doctor Phil, or does my impression <laughs> suck?
3: No, she wants to be a contestant or a guest on Doctor Phil. Apparently, with I think that she, kind just,
0: of... she was just like, S- I hate that guy. I absolutely hate that guy. So stop talking
2: like him. I Was like, okay. When oh my god. I was like, I guess the ladies don't like hearing his voice. I don't know. He uh I don't know, that's pretty dead on though. He he yes. he phoned my mom one time when uh when me and my brother were in high school cuz I guess she like wrote him and was just like I need help with my sons. They're just yeah. <laughs> the so he actually like returned her he actually oh, phoned cool. the house yeah. yeah. It didn't work, but, uh, you know, because he gives, like, non-advice. That's what I love about Dr. Phil, right? It's It's just just terrible. He's a
3: character. He's He's not a real
4: doctor. No, No. Right. He's He's not, right? He's Dolly Parton. Straight talk. That is the (laughs) movie that Dr. Phil's entire career, like, Oprah saw that movie and said, I can make this happen for some guy.
3: Right, because he's camera friendly and yeah. he could just, he plays a tough ass. He's got a and, bunch
4: of Southern little right. expressions that That's are right. really yeah. going to win you over.
3: That's right. Yeah, he's like Steve Harvey.
4: It's a Dolly Parton movie.
3: <laughs> That's Casey Corbin, and we're with Dave Brent and Dean Young, and we're talking all things comedy, like impressions and stuff. And we're going to talk some on the road uh, stories, including heckler stuff, because this is always funny. Eh, Dean, oh, when yeah. we ask comics, we hear the most bizarre things, and no story is alike. Because the stuff that happens on the road, people don't even believe. More on that on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM six forty.
1: This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine fine eyewear. Your eyes could have it all. At Hakeem Optical. Now go get your eyes fixed.
3: <laughs> That's Dave Brent as Arnold Schwarzenegger doing our liner for Hakeem Optical. Yes. He just
1: made $8,000. Yes. That's right. I'm getting sued today. That's right. <laughs> That's right.
3: Uh, this is Santa Cruzian all things comedy. Thanks, Hakeem Optical, for helping us see comedy better. Um, Casey Corbin, you've been yeah. around town a few times. I have.
4: I have been around town a few packing
3: times. Packing and unpacking and...
4: Yeah, I, I do a lot of touring. Yeah, so
3: so uh, what's the funniest, craziest on the road story?
4: Oh, Lee Jeepers. Um, <laughs> there are so many of ridiculous uh, stories that have happened. Like to heckler. Me. How about a heckler? Heckler story. Um, yeah. Uh, oh man, there's like certain towns that just you just don't want to go to because <laughs> you know it's going to be a heckle fest. Like there's a town in northern Alberta called Fairview. And there's nothing fair about the view at all. As a matter of fact, it'd be like you can, it should be like like sneeze through or something like that. Like, you just you sneeze, you miss it, you keep going. But it's a small little town, and uh, the show starts at it's supposed to start at like ten. It always starts at midnight.
3: <laughs> oh my god. And you know, it's like you
4: have some people playing VLTs or VTLS or whatever you call those the things. The video
3: gaming Video things, lottery
4: yeah. terminals. Okay,
3: that's the first sign of it when you walk in to do a gig and you see that that you know it's going to be a trouble gig.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then so then like the wall of this venue is like um I guess somebody painted it like a puzzle and you're like trying to figure out how do I fit into this f- puzzle and why am I here at midnight? In this town that I drove, it's six hours to drive north of Edmonton to go to this game. Oh my gosh! For, and there, and you stayed at a hotel called the New Grand Hotel. There's nothing new nor grand about it, <laughs> and it's f- horrible. And um, Bleep. sorry, yes. And it's, uh, so, anyways, one night I was doing my jokes for eleven people at midnight that <laughs> I drove six hours for. Of course, there's there's uh, there's another ten people playing VLTs, but they're not interested in the show. And, uh, one time this guy just got up and he didn't heckle me. He just came and the stage we're on is like a foot off the stage. And, uh, he basically came and he stood right in front of me. Oh my god. Like right in front of me, like a confrontation, like, and just stared at me. And it was like, and I'm like doing oh my, my jokes.
3: Was he hammered? Oh, of course, of course. he was. I know. what. Stupid and I was is. just
4: like, and, and then I just sort of sat down and then I just like, are you going to keep standing there and then he just turned around and like walked away and he was just like it was so insane like did you
3: so did you stick with your set at that point did you engage him what do you do
4: i did not engage him yes no, i just i just stood there and ignored him yeah and, but like stared at him as i just recited my material and just kept reciting and then i sat down and then he went away and then i was like did that just happen <laughs> And everybody's like, "That was insane." I'm like, "And nobody knows who this guy is." There's nobody like Pete. Sit down. <laughs> like nobody knew who this guy was, Pete, or nobody wanted to talk to him. Oh, it you know. Okay, so
3: here's the thing about stand-up, and uh, some people always approach and you know, because I do the show and they want to get into stand-up or try it, or they think they could do it no problem. Because again, they did their brother's wedding. So here's the thing: things like that. So you could prepare a set all you want. And you may not be ready to ad lib with the audience. Mm -hmm. And some could do it. I love it personally. um, You saw it, Dean, last week. I was like all over it. I love it. And that's the thing about uh, stand-up. Not everybody understands. or people wanting to get into it. You could memorize your set, right, guys? And be ready to go. But you don't know what's going to happen. So if a guy like that, Casey, comes up to you, stands in front of you. Do you break from your set or you can't I, engage a drunk guy. I didn't like
4: engage. I didn't engage. I didn't I just like stared at him and I just recited <laughs> my material and that was it. Yes. But sometimes you get worse situations like where like you'll have trigger words in your act sometimes, especially if you're trying to be a little edgier. And people will hear certain words and then they'll just like shut what? down. Yeah. Like the R word. Yes. You know, that's a big one.
3: The woman's salt y- word. Yeah, yeah.
4: And um and that and I try not to use it. I actually don't do any but I do have a joke where if I'm in danger, I will scream that word so people will come and save me <laughs> so so um that's your safe word on stage well it's, it's <laughs> the, 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 no the joke is like if if a ninja tries to attack me after a show because he's offended by an Asian joke I might have done well then my my defense against a ninja is I strip naked and I yell rape <laughs> because who else is gonna save me from a ninja but a group of people that are coming to help me so and then. Does nin- ninjas don't even exist now ninja rape does that exist we don't know but anyway <laughs> it's cultural
3: appropriation yeah
4: so i was so i'm selling cds after my show in newfoundland one time yeah and this husband's about to buy the cd and he goes i'm gonna buy two of them because i want to give one to my friend and then his wife comes up and she's like no you're not buying his cds and he's okay. like and i was like and she, he's like why and she's like because he said rape and he does rape jokes and i don't condone that and i'm like no, no 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 i didn't do a rape joke um I just yelled use, I just yelled it in the middle of a fictional situation. There was no actual raping <laughs> or situ I understand it's a trigger word, but you can't, you know, there's no way the joke works if I say sexual assault. Nobody yells sexual assault. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And I was yeah. like, "And it's only a fictional situation." She goes, "If you have rape in it, then it's rape." And I was like, "Okay, so you don't like anything with rape in it." She's like, "No." I was like, "So you don't like the dictionary because it's in the dictionary." <laughs> You don't like grapes. So you no. don't like the word grapes what because the rape is in oil. the middle of yeah. grapes. Oh,
2: my God. The French side of a Parmesan cheese can. Yeah. You know yeah. what?
3: I think you should just use Bill Cosby. That's your safe word for that joke. Bill Instead Cos- of rape. Just yeah. go, Bill Cosby.
2: Nobody wants to say
4: Bill Cosby. No, <laughs> I know. His first day in court, his real kids didn't show up. They had to bring in Rudy. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy walked him in the court. His pretend
3: kid on the TV show because his real kids didn't show
4: up. No, no. That's sad.
3: Oh, Dave Brent, we're going to hear from you and some heckler slash on the road stories as Arnold. Yeah, that's right. Because people get crazy. We're with Dave Brent, Casey Corbin, um, and... Bill Cosby and friends, <laughs> and Fat Albert, and Dave uh, or Dean, even Dean yeah. Young is here, and Santa uh, Carusi on Inside Jokes. That's what I
2: Jokes. wanted. Bill Cosby, and then a pause, and even Dean. That's what I <laughs> want to be right after that guy. We let
3: anyone in here, yeah, on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM six forty.
0: Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that.
3: Talk Radio AM 640, Inside Jokes, everything comedy, on-the-road stories. We're talking with Casey Corbin and Dave Brent. Dave, what's a crazy on-the-road story with a heckler? Uh, there's
0: there's no—this is going to sound—and these guys, like, and you as well, as a comic, um, you're going to be like, I don't believe you, you're a liar. Um, I've, <laughs> I've never been heckled. See, silence. Yeah. Everyone at home, I'm going to heckle you right everyone, now. You everyone think at home, funny? No, I know I'm funny. Um, See, <laughs> so yeah, a room full Is of comics will not laugh at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Um, I've never been heckled. Like, I've I've never, I've had people kind of like repeating jokes, and then I have hearing damage in my, my ear because I used to be a rave DJ, and I have a story about, Car- uh, what's her name? Carla Collins, if you want to hear it later. Yes. Yes. Um, I I can't all stop and just be like sorry what are you saying they're like oh we're just repeating your joke it was really funny keep going <laughs> and I'll just be like oh okay cool and then I'll just keep going um, the only time I've really actually been like kind of heckled was I was doing this edgy joke that it was racist this was a long time ago and I was like ah this is racist I should stop doing it I did the joke and then some guy in the back of the whole theater just literally stands up and goes um that was ra- that was racist <laughs> it's like a game show. and he was yeah he was, <laughs> like, it was going up and it was like a question mark he's yeah. like that was racist and he was like um boo and i was like yeah that was racist i'm never gonna do that again that's it and then i just moved on that's that's pretty much the the weirdest craziest
2: story i have
3: well okay let's go to hecklers casey you've had it dean have you had hecklers oh yeah not in the bedroom i mean in the
2: Oh, I don't get any hecklers in the bedroom because there's just cats in there. Uh, There's never other people. Uh, You know what? Usually it's if I'm doing shows back in my hometown, it's usually like drunk family members. Or my mom. My mom's the worst for coming to shows. But yeah, I've run into, you know what? It's usually like, and people ask you this all the time. I'm sure you guys get asked this all the time. People, when they find out you're a comic, they're like, oh, how often do you have to fight hecklers? 90% of the time, if you do run into it, it's just like drunk people that are either loud or trying to be part of the show. Like there's not a lot of like skilled professional hecklers out there. Well, or intelligent ones at that. But what was that
3: posting? I think it was Kenny Robinson who posted it. The drunk girl in uh, the States. Was it Chicago or something? I think it was
0: Philadelphia. Was it Philly? Yes. And And she's a reporter as well. She's
3: a reporter. So she got kicked out of a comedy club. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they started videoing her outside the front. There was a cop there and the bouncers. And yeah. she's mouthing off. Uh, and uh, she goes, I'm a reporter at a local TV show. She ended up getting fired. Yeah. right. Was it right. like Mel
0: Gibson-esque, what she was yeah. saying? <laughs>
3: She was belligerent and ridiculous, and I loved seeing all the comics. Comic, do you know what I'm talking about, Casey? Yeah, I know
4: exactly what you're talking about. So
3: tell me more. What ended up happening? I saw the commentary of the comics because I thought everybody could yeah, relate. They
4: kicked her out because she was uh, apparently loud talking and drunk, and yes. uh, and she said she only had two drinks there. But then when they interviewed her uh, after everything went down, because she clearly was under something. Yeah. Yes. She's like well i was bartending earlier at my bartender job so there yes and then she goes and then i met up with my friends at the sin shack or something like that <laughs> and she was like and we had four shots there and a couple drinks there it's like so when you bartend people buy you shots because you're a hot girl yes and and then you went to the sin shack and oh lord who knows how many shots you had there and then she's like i've only had like you know, went from two drinks to like in her story maybe five to eight yes. drinks. Yeah,
3: <laughs> right. And she's so, a tiny girl. Yeah, she's
4: like somebody roofied me at the comedy club. I'm like, not
3: a lot of roofers. <laughs> Is that what she said? <laughs>
4: yeah, somebody put something <laughs> in my witch. drink. Yeah, she
3: was with her boyfriend. Of course. Yeah, yeah. and somebody. So she, That's what happened. So she got kicked out. She. Unfortunately, they should have caught her on the way in, being that drunk. But she probably drank more while she was in there, and then thought it'd be smart to mouth off to a comedian.
4: Yeah, it's uh, never smart, people. No, it's the worst, and and no. and um, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. I do. I have a section on my YouTube page of had like sometimes I've got mm, heckled, and I've got the video of the heckle and then the response because sometimes it's fairly quick. Yes, and so I've put up like maybe five of clips of me handling hecklers on my YouTube page, even though I don't celebrate it or don't in, like invite it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when it does happen, it can turn a show like. I was taping a CD uh, uh, my CD in Toronto, and I had a guy like coming to rush the stage. Oh my gosh! And then like the bouncers had to come and take care of him, and I was like, "What is going on here?" Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's it, the whole night was just heckles and loud talkers, and it was just not meant to have a CD. I always mm-hmm. I'm
3: always entertained because in no other line of work do you get like you won't see a chef being heckled unless it's my Italian mother going, "You called this a pasta? This is no pasta. You have to, I show you pasta." Unless it's that, but other professions don't seem to get people who want to pretend they know how to do the job. Mm-hmm. Much like comedians, Or am I wrong, Dean? Am I right?
2: Well, I think because you hear that all the time as a comic too, right? It's like, oh, well, I, you know, my buddy here is the funniest at every house party. They could do what you do. They should do yes. what you do. Yes, house party right. people, or they'll throw jokes at you and go, you should use that in your act.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite because yeah, pe-
2: people is. think it's just like, well, I'm a class clown for a living. It's it's most of the time if you talk to comics off stage, like it's not like they're always just like switched on it's there's a whole skill set to it there's a whole art to it and you're mm-hmm. not you're not always that you're not in that zone and people think that it's just going up there and goofing off mm-hmm. and it's and very taxing and, to yeah always it's be taxing yeah. yeah
3: i, I want to just switch gears sorry because i want to go back to something uh we kind of touched on uh dave brent the your little bit on arnold schwarzenegger yes. that went again <laughs> i why? really
2: like yours keep doing yours
3: it's an italian kind of one we'll do it and then with you i'll give you a bun bun afterwards, afterwards have you know some fun some fun um so it went viral, a million hits, um, and Sarah Silverman said a couple of years ago. A, a, a couple of years ago, that YouTube age is a double edged sword for comedy. It yes. makes comedian comedians instantly accessible to a global audience, mm-hmm. which is really important for Canadian talent. But the days of that are rare. New set that a comedian can hone and polish and choose when to roll out a larger audience are over. Is everything too immediate now?
0: I think everything is a little bit too immediate. Yeah. Um, for what happened for me, it was like I'd been calling people, like, Can I come work here? And they're like, Yeah, we'll get back to you. We'll give you a call in like a couple of months, which is the polite no of like, mm-hmm. Call us or call the bookers back later. And then when that happened, they were like, Okay, you can come headline. I was like, No problem. Let's go. Uh, and I was like, Not ready to headline, but I was like, I can't say no. I have to go. But I made them aware. I was like, Okay, I need to come out and literally just get to work. I got a good, I can't say mm-hmm. no
3: so that's tough we'll have to ask uh, Casey Corbin when we come back because that's um YouTube could be a really good thing or bad thing and that's a good point you said you weren't ready to headline no which some comedians jump too soon I've heard this before yeah and I'm not ready to headline I'll be a nice MC for a very long time thanks um and I think as part of a comic you really have to know that about yourself and your limitations so we'll talk more about that on inside jokes talk radio am 640.
1: Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional.
3: Inside Jokes, everything with comedy. We were talking before the break about YouTube. And uh, Dean Sarah Silverman was saying it could be a good, bad thing. Um, Yeah. You know, I post my stuff, but I don't have current stuff. And then the people who see the stuff that's posted that's not even funny. Like, I got to take it down is what I got to do because it's not helping me. Mm -hmm. I just rather people see me live with all comics even the big big guys seeing them on video is never like seeing them live they're never. always funnier right guys yeah like Casey.
4: comedy's meant to see live right like it, it's a it is a double, like television is a double-edged sword because in order to make it in comedy you have to get television credits to play the clubs to get further and to do comedy on on tv people watch it and they, then they're so uh, easy to like it wasn't funny i'm like you're not there Mm-hmm. It's an, it's about an energy in the room. Right. And it's about creating an energy and then controlling that energy. And um and that can't happen from it, it only the greatest comedians can do that from television, but it, it it doesn't transpond very well through television, but what other mediums are we going to have like radio's great. But then you, know, you miss the facial express- right. expressions. Right. Like right now, I'm doing like the greatest facial. And, <laughs> it's fantastic. You know, yeah. But like with the YouTube thing, it's so true. Like YouTube and my – like when MySpace came out, MySpace launched Dane Cook. And then YouTube oh, launched gosh. Russell Peters. Mm-hmm. But there's a big difference. Russell Peters is still playing like arenas. And Dane Cook is back in the clubs and small theaters because Dane Cook did not have – Is not funny? Well, no, he's funny. He just didn't have the material to – sustain right once you get on top it's like how are you going to stay on top yeah and eventually he right ran out of his material where russell just russell just has to rely on being russell he gets well, a spritz he,
3: russell already had uh stage time chops before the youtube stuff went oh, down yeah. in 2005 he yeah. was already around for over 10 years
4: in 99 he was like the next big thing right
3: right i opened for him in early 90s actually in 93 94 mm-hmm. when he was just cresting so he was already hot at that time and but uh dean cook it goes back to what dave brent just said yeah which was if you headline too soon and this is happening to my instagram friends there's some guys in the italian community who are getting a lot of views a lot of attention on instagram and facebook and uh, snapchat all that stuff um but they haven't done stage time yet or a show and they're really nervous to take the jump
2: yeah and it doesn't translate you can't just jump automatically into that like you're seeing that with festivals now too people will be like well this is a youtuber who has millions of viewers on their mm. channel, so let's throw them a gala show at this festival. But it's not and then they're just doing like this weird speaking engagement, which is fine because you know that their fans are gonna come out and that's why they're doing it, because it pushes tickets, yeah. right? Well, yeah.
3: Lily Singh has a bajillion followers and Mir- she
2: Yeah, and Miranda Singh's yeah. like all these people that were were coming to the festivals now. But Lily
3: translated to stage. Yes, and she some did.
2: people do. I, I think
3: Not everybody does.
2: And I think part of what Sarah was talking about too is, is just the fact that, you know. Stand-up is meant to be this sort of in-the-moment organic thing. So a comic will go out, even a, an established comic, a headline mm-hmm. comic, will go out, work on a new bit, show by show. And every time that just happened that one night, and it was organic, and it was in-the-moment, and mm. if you saw it live, you saw it live. But now, every show, somebody could be getting that on their camera. Right. So a comic, regardless whether where they are in their career, they could be rolling out a new 20 minutes for the first time, and all of a sudden, that's going up to millions of people. And now that's just, that's what that bit is. Mm-hmm. It has no time to grow and go through the rock tumbler. And I think those that's changed for comedy now, mm-hmm. right?
3: Casey, what were you going to say? I liked what you said about the whole Dane Cook thing. Not because I don't think he's funny, and I don't understand why he's in stadiums, and I'm not.
4: Oh, he's not, though. He's he's like, like He plays the Laugh Factory, and he plays comedy clubs now. And like he still has a premium ticket. And he is funny. Yes. Like When I saw him at Just for Laughs in 2002... Like I was at him with, a, I not like talking to him at a party, and I was like, "You're going to be huge!" Like, really? He was like Jim Carrey meets Will Ferrell as a stand-up, and I saw his uh, performance at Club Soda earlier mm-hmm. in the week, and he just blew my mind. And if you ever see that gala, you can look back and watch his like, first big just for laughs gala. Wow. He's he's like what happened was he used to have like a very simple formula where uh, set up, punchline, act out. Mm-hmm. But then he stopped writing punchlines and it was like a setup and an act out. And it's like, there was no. Right. Yeah. That's
3: my struggle with him is that he, I think I've watched ladder stuff. He became
4: too watered down as, as yeah. his, he couldn't, he couldn't sustain.
3: He couldn't sustain. And that's another thing going back to going direct to headliner. You better have a good hour material. Uh, even if you're not going to deliver an hour, I mm-hmm. think to do, am I right guys or no?
0: I think so. Yeah. Like when I first went out, I was like, okay, I have like, like, Fifteen years of material here, but I've never done an hour. I've, mm-hmm. but I'm going out now to do 45. All right, cool. I can do a oh, 30, God. no problem. So I would get the 30, gas out, and then the next 15 minutes, you just see people like, well, I'm, just, I'm going to bed now, <laughs> and then me too. I'm like, oh, I, I just don't know where to go from here. But thankfully, the, everyone there was like, "Hey, we know it's your first time, kind of coming out, so mm-hmm. we're not going to like, we'll have you back. Don't worry, just That's get better, nice. just get better." So Casey. Was, well, the worst thing probably? is when
4: you when you start headlining in the clubs making that jump from 30 to 45 is one thing. But then at um, in the last 10 minutes of your set, uh, what happens in all the comedy clubs is the check drop. The servers go around and drop the checks. So Interesting. So, so if you're not ready, you don't even think about this going into headlining, but you're realizing you're going into your best material. All of a sudden, everybody's distracted because they're divvying up the bill and everything. You got to realize this is a part where you take a little lull Yes, And then you build up to after the check drop. So always wait to start wow. your clothes till after the check drop.
3: How brilliant of a tip is that? And in two years of doing this show, over 200 episodes or whatever, I have yet to hear that. The check drop, of course. Mm-hmm. And especially in the comedy clubs and we've all, who've been in the audience, you, we've all gone through that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the girls are, or the waitresses, servers are still going through serving drinks throughout the show. Yeah, yeah. Even when we produce a show, um, Dean, we talk about... Um, Or especially with fundraisers, I'm going through that now when I set itineraries up with the organizers. Like, do I go before the pasta or after the pasta? You know, stuff like that. (laughs) But that's the same as a check drop because it all depends. I I always, like, I get serious about my fundraiser stuff. I go to the bar Mm -hmm. when I get in there. How many drinks have they had? How deep are they? Some nights people aren't drinking as much. Some nights are. If Mm -hmm. it's summer or winter, if there's rain outside, that all kind of- factors in factors in and that check drop thing and that that happens what like quarter to 11 It depends on the show usually
4: 15 minutes before yeah the 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 show's over yeah so it's usually within the headliners last 12 minutes
3: yeah dean what were you gonna say dean young
2: no i mean it's true you just don't want to break that vibe that's happening in the room right it's Mm -hmm. just such a carefully not manufactured but as soon as you like lose that thing that's in the air and you wreck the whole vibe of what's going on, the show can kind of totally be lost, right?
3: This is the part not everybody understands, mm-hmm. um, again, about comedy, that there's so many facets to it. And I, I, we'll have to ask Andrew Clark again from Humber College, but how deep they go into the program at a comedy program or even any of these classes about these kind of little nuances um, that you think you would know. I mean, I in my years, 25 years of doing this, and I've not headlined, but I've, I've been the headliners at a fundraiser, let's say, and I've done my 20 or whatever. I've never had to face that particular issue. Yeah. Uh, the check drop, mm-hmm. you know, which could change everything. And how you finish is how they remember you. I know that from radio advertising, you know, you better have a good end to it. So we'll talk more on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey you, I'm Maggie Casella and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sander Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. We talked before about getting your finances in order for buyers. Well, today's tip is for sellers to get their finances in order before they list, including a conversation about bridge financing. What do you mean? In today's hot market, make sure that you're not walking away from a fabulous offer just because the closing date is a couple of days or weeks later than the closing date of the property you already purchased. It's not as costly as you think, and it'll give you some peace of mind with pre-approved bridge financing options. For anyone that I can help, call or email me with any questions. Call her now, hgp at bosleyrealestate.com, 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra.
0: Now back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio.
3: Well, this has been a fun Inside Jokes with Dave Brent and Casey Corbin and, of course, Dean Young. Uh, I was just saying, uh, this JFL this year is going to be hot in 2017. Um, Jim Carrey's going to be there because he's producing that new show, I'm Dying Up Here, um, which is like the early 70s days of comedy when you had to fight for your stage time. Right, Casey? You watched it?
4: Yeah, it's fantastic. It's all based on uh, the comedy store and the improv and what the L.A. scene
2: was like in the early 70s. Yeah, it's great. Of
3: course, drugs is a good backdrop (laughs) for the whole thing. (laughs) A mound of (laughs) Scarface cocaine.
2: Yeah, there's no drugs in in stand-up anymore, luckily. No, as he sucks on his vape. (laughs)
0: We're all vegan.
3: Yeah. So, Dave Brent, where can we see you?
0: Uh, Next is July 22nd, John Candy Box Theater inside Second City, Toronto. That's where I'll
4: be
3: awesome and you sir mr casey corbin uh
4: calgary i'll be out there 20 uh, to 22nd of august at the uh, laugh shop so come
2: check me out there dean young the cowboys and in indian tour has a bunch of dates uh wow. throughout the summer and here in toronto we are at the comedy bar main stage on july
3: 8th oh yeah. my goodness yeah. that's awesome and me you, you could see me uh in my backyard <laughs> uh, don't come please i don't even want my kids there with nona and the polish lady yeah, and, the, and my esthetician yeah. yeah i just like this and, and To uh, do
0: your drywall
3: yeah and miloš my polish <laughs> <laughs> okay and uh thank you techie tom
0: yes tom thank you uh, so much
3: and little uh joey what's your name yeah miss he played in a honeycomb commercial as a kid he played a little caveman kid This is our new intern. And Courtney Eves and all of you, please follow us. Uh, All past episodes are on podcasts on iTunes or go to 640toronto.com and listen to mounds of audio that will really change your life. (laughs) I think it's going to enhance and enrich your quality of life. Actually vape while you do it because it'll be even better. Just
2: piles of audio.
3: Yeah, and yeah. I know when you're coming back from the cottage, that's what you want to do right now is is do that. And uh, I can go to santacruci.com for all my shows coming up, which is zero. No, I think I'm going to go do uh, the Lazy Daisy again with Aaron Keeney. Nice. Yeah, uh, June 24th, I think. And I got some private stuff going on. Um, but besides that, I want to thank you all, all the time. And um, please love each other and laugh a lot. I'm Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio, AM 640.
2: Hey there, it's Techie Tom, and it's time for this week's comedy listings. Mondays, don't miss the famous Alt Dot Comedy Lounge at Toronto's Rivoli. Tuesdays, it's Pro Case Comedy at Absolute Comedy and the Prop and Mic at Comedy Bar hosted by Jarrett Campbell. Wednesdays, don't miss Canada's longest running independent stand up comedy show at Spirits. Thursdays, it's Laugh Sabbath at Comedy Bar. Don't miss Rebecca Kohler, June 21st to 24th at the Toronto Yuck Yucks. And the Cowboys and Indian Comedy Tour is back on the road this summer. Catch us July 8th at Comedy Bar. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chato, and we're from the comedy troupe, The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show, Frantic Times, or our TV show, The Frantics, Four in the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast, and start... Downloading the best of Frantic Times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for your Comedy RX this week, featuring David Andrew Brent as Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: You know, like about six months ago, I got asked um, via email if I wanted to come to Brantford and uh, do the comedy festival here. And I was like, you know what, I can't really do that because I'm going to be filming a movie, uh, you know, with the Vista Stallones. Um And, you know, we were going to call this movie The Caterer and it was just going to be, you know, just a movie about us and our relationship, and we were going to be setting up chairs at bar mitzvahs and, you know, bat mitzvahs, and, you know, also for people that might have been having weddings, and we thought this was a fantastic idea. But then, you know, when the people that called me from Brantford, I was like, you know what, Sylvester Salon, screw you. This is, you know, it's all baloney. We cannot do this movie. I have to go work out and I have to go to Brentford. You wanna know why? Because Brentford deserves to have the kind of comedy that they bring to the table. It's fantastic, you know? I'll get down and I do you know, some push-ups and then I get up and then maybe I'll go down again and then I'll do some more push-ups. And you know the people, they laugh. They look at you and they're like, man, I cannot believe you that you came here from gross Austria to California and then you came all the way here to tell us some jokes. And I was like, you know what? Whenever I'm in Canada, and people always ask me this question. They're like, you know, what's up? Were you really born in Germany? And I was like, no. I was actually born on Prince Edward Island.
3: Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks again, Dean Young, Techie Tom, and our intern Courtney for all the help. And you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at Sandra underscore Carusi. Or on Facebook, Santa Carusi Official. And uh, check us out on social media for the show at Inside Jokes 640. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.